Our final question for today is 410. How does one participate in bringing about the common good? All men and women, according to the place and role that they occupy, participate in promoting the common good by respecting just laws and taking charge of the areas for which they have personal responsibility, such as the care of their own family and the commitment to their own work. Citizens also should take an active part in public life as far as possible. My personal reflection for today will cover questions 408 through 410. As individuals, we can live out our moral responsibilities within the context of the human community at four levels. First of all, as, our, as individuals. Second, as our family unit. Then as members of various organizations and institutions and groups that have common goals and visions. And finally, at the broadest level as a human community. So we can make contributions in all those four levels and we can assist in the holiness and in the moral um, growth and development at all those four levels. There are three essential conditions for common good that the Catechism of the Catholic Church uh, talks about in paragraphs 1907 through 1909. First of all, the common good presupposes the respect for the person, and we can extrapolate that saying the respect of the person, the respect of the family unit, the privacy and the freedom has to be safeguarded of not only the individual, but also the family unit and members of individual organizations and institutions. And of course, at the broadest level of the, of the whole human community. And the way we do that is by respecting the conscience of the person, conscience of the collective groups that, and uh, of the family unit, by allowing them to make the decisions and the choices, especially in matters of faith, matters of religion, and not to force them to violate their conscience. Because that is a, an inalienable right that God has given to each individual person. And so any society, a just society, would safeguard and protect that freedom of conscience and freedom of the human person and allow them, give them the respect that is due. And the second condition, essential condition for common good, requires a social well-being and development of the group itself. The Catechism says that development is the epitome of all social duties. Certainly, it is a proper function of authority to arbitrate in the name of the common good between various particular interests, but it should make accessible to each what is needed to lead a truly human life. Food, clothing, health, work, education and culture. Suitable information, the right to establish a family and so on. So the second is to ensure the social well-being development of every group and providing for what it takes for them to lead human lives like the basic essential 
things like food, clothing, etc. And the third essential condition for common good is peace and security. Peace, security and order, it presupposes that the, the authority, the Catechism says in 1909, should ensure by morally acceptable means the security of society and its members. Every person and every group cannot take the law into their own hands because that will cause instability. Rather, persons and organizations together should all work to, together at every level for the peace and security of not only its own members, but for the entire human community. And in 1910, uh, we read, it is the role of the state to defend and promote the common good of civil societies, its citizens and intermediate bodies. Everybody should be given an equal chance to flourish and to be able to have uh, peace and security, not only within the organizations, but with one another, between organizations and between institutions, and they should all be able to have equal access to food, clothing, health, work, education, culture, information, social information, and also the right to establish a family and so forth. So that is around the common good. The next um, subtopic today is a human interdependence. And we read in Catechism of the Catholic Church 1911 and 1912 that more and more there is a greater interdependence in the human family throughout the world. And so we need to embrace people who are different from us and we need to give them, he says, who equal natural dignity. And it implies that we are all working towards a universal common good. And that's why the church, all the church organizations and institutions that we have today, schools, food pantries, clothing cupboards, uh, hospitals, universities, um, all the different social um, organizations that we have as a Catholic church around the world is all geared not just towards the people who are of the Catholic faith, but it is for all people. It is for the universal common good. And uh, the, as an example, when we go to a refugee um, resettlement program within the church, they do not ask you, are you a Catholic? Are you from, you know, so-and-so uh, -so country? They, they support you, they help you, and we, uh, you know, help the immigrants to establish their homes, uh, help them to settle down, and give them opportunities to either start a trade or to start a education program for their family members, uh, find work, find food, clothing, find health insurance, and so on and so forth. So. The church as a community, as a faith community, is reaching out to the universal common good through its various programs and through its various outreaches for the society. 
and in the catechism of the catholic church paragraph 1911 we read that the this good meaning this common good calls for an organization of the community of nations able to provide for the different needs of men this will involve the sphere of social life to which belong questions of food hygiene education and certain situations arising here and there as for example alleviating the miseries of refugees dispersed throughout the world and assisting immigrants and their families and this is something that is a very dear cause to our holy father pope francis he's always asking us to pray and support the refugees around the world um especially in uh, the middle east and africa and other parts of uh, also in europe and so we uh, as a family as a human family uh, do not um, ignore the needs of the refugees and the immigrants and people who are dispersed around the world but we provide for them in whatever little way that we can and we are always orienting our actions uh, towards the progress of the least and the vulnerable and in 1912 it says the order of things must be subordinate to the order of persons persons are always of higher value than things and so we should always be um aware of that when we prioritize whatever resources time treasure talent whatever we have that we oriented for of course our individual self care and then the care of our family members so that when they grow up our children they would also reach out and help others in the community and then we uh, help our own um, organization communities that we are part of and we help the whole human universal human community <clears throat> as well the last topic is how the about participation the participation in catechism of the catholic church 1913 through 1917 says the participation needs to be voluntary and it's a generous engagement of a person in social interchange it should not be forced it should be voluntary it should come from the heart of the person and it should be uh, something that they feel called to do um and it should not be thrust upon anyone and in 1914 it says that uh the participation is achieved by taking charge of the areas for which first of all we are responsible for so personal responsibility for our family for our own education and then we extend out from there we start from us and then we extend beyond to the good of the society and then 1915 says as far as possible citizens should take an active part in public life and uh, one must make tribute to those nations whose systems permit the largest possible number of the citizens to take part in public life in a climate of genuine freedom i know that in many countries especially in the united states there are so many opportunities for the common man the individual citizens to participate in programs which are to benefit the largest possible number of people including participation in soup kitchens in uh, food banks and other 
charitable organizations, there's many opportunities. And in a democratic country, in democratic countries like uh, democracies like in India and in the United States, large democracies, there's always many opportunities that the citizens are given to be able to impact the largest number of people, lives of several number of citizens. But of course, we always begin with the, our own family before we can go out to serve the public. In fact, Mother Teresa used to tell the sisters if they don't feel good themselves, that they, if they are not able to exercise patience and love and charity when they are serving their fellow members, if they feel out of sorts for the day, to take the day off to rest and to pray and to re reco recover that tranquility of the heart and spirit before they go out to serve the poor. And the sisters of um, Mother Teresa, they serve not just the Catholics, but they serve all the poor, anyone they come across in need who is uh, without a family and a destitute on the street. They take them in, they nurse them, and they help them to die a dignified, lie, a dignified death. And uh, that is an example. Also, we know that we need to have a conversion of heart. That is, uh, pa as a participants of um, the society, we all need to have ongoing conversion so that we can better ourselves. And in 1916, paragraph in the Catechism, it says, fraud and other subterfuges by which some people evade the constraints of the law and the prescriptions of societal obligation must be firmly condemned because they are incompatible with the requirements of justice. Because if every individual organization takes their own view of law and do fraud, it is going to uh, taint the whole society and it's just going to make an unethical um, society for everybody. So each organization should take extreme care in making sure that we follow the rules and regulations, the law and the prescriptions of societal obligations must be fulfilled. And we should set an example of that for for everybody. And, um, and we should always look for ways to better ourselves. So conversion is not just for the individual person, but conversion is also for, as a family, we grow better, we convert to, uh, together in our moral values, increasing our holiness, as well as as organization, as well as as a human community at large. And finally, in uh, 1917 paragraph, we read that, it is incumbent on those who exercise authority to strengthen the values that inspire the confidence of the members of the group and encourage them to put themselves at the service of others. Participation begins with education and culture. One is entitled to think that the future of humanity is in the hands of those who are capable of providing the generations to come with reasons for life and optimism. And this is always going to be a challenging thing for individuals, for parents, for educators. But that is what we are called to do, is to give confidence, optimism, and life for the next generation so they can 
continue the good works that people do today into the next generation. So that's my reflection for today. I hope you have a blessed day, everyone, and thank you for listening.